The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Prison is punishment, but when does punishment become torture? Texas is an outlier when it comes to solitary confinement. We're going to hear from someone who spent months in it. And if you've got a Tesla Model Y, well, you're going to want to pull on the steering wheel, but not while you're driving. The investigation underway. And we're live tonight at the new Northern Walnut Creek Trail extension as a cold front blows into Austin. Your updated forecast coming up. First of five, though, we have some breaking news. Four former employees of the Texas Attorney General's office, Ken Paxton's office, are asking the Texas Supreme Court to restart the clock. It appears a $3.3 million settlement with their former boss is now off. Lawyers for the four say Paxton's lawyers won't set a deadline to finalize the settlement by the end of the legislative session. State lawmakers have to authorize that settlement or the four would be left waiting indefinitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. We're getting a look at how a new system to report non-emergencies in Austin will work. Now, we've told you about APD's plan to use artificial intelligence to gather info from people making reports. Police think it should reduce wait times, which have been a concern since the department started encouraging people to call 311 for help. KXN's Brianna Hollis reports. The main thing this new portal does is streamline the process of getting your report into the system. APD says that has held the department up the most when it comes to these non-emergency reports. And it's what has led to the majority of the lag in response time over the last two years or so. With the new system, you essentially chat with an AI bot, which then generates your report and gets it into the system. It also flags certain words or crimes that you need to call 911 for instead. If someone were to try to use this system and they use the term gun, it's going to kick them out of this system and they're going to be pushed to the 911 system or told to call 911. Because we recognize the fact that if a gun's involved, it's likely an emergency that an officer needs to respond to. We'll walk you through how to make a report in the new system tonight at 10. From police headquarters, Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Donna, thank you very much. Several women who have served time in the Texas prison system say conditions on the inside are worse than they appear. Specifically, they say solitary confinement is being used too often. Internationally, more than 15 days in solitary is considered torture. Our Ryan Chandler spoke with a woman who spent months in solitary and is now advocating for change. I consoled a lady that was crying. She was sitting on the floor crying over some mail that she got, and they came and handcuffed me and took me to solitary confinement. Marcy Simmons was sentenced to 20 years for embezzlement in 2011. Never a violent offender. She says a hug and a bed shortage put her in solitary confinement for three months. Two years after she made parole, she still remembers the long nights alone. You hear a lot of ladies crying out at night because like just a need to be heard a need you hear that and it's it's heart-wrenching and those screams are beginning to be heard inside the halls of the Texas Capitol you know, in Texas we tend to believe that we need to be tough on crime and sometimes when we're tough on crime we're not very smart on crime state representative Terry Meza has filed legislation she says will make solitary confinement smarter one bill would limit the punishment to three days for nonviolent inmates and 10 for violent offenders. In Texas, more than 3,000 inmates are in restrictive housing. Of them, more than 500 inmates have been in isolation for more than a decade. I, I just find that it's uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, some people have called it torture. For Marcy, 
It's not just about the experience of people like her while inside the system, but about all of us when they leave. If we're housing them like animals with no human interaction, imagine if you put a dog in a cage and just fed it through a slot. How would he be when you finally opened that cage? Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And according to TDCJ, security detention accounts for less than 3% of the Texas inmate population. They tell us the practice is used judiciously and they have reduced the solitary population by 56% over the last decade. Well, almost three years after the Louisville police killing of Breonna Taylor, Attorney General Merrick Garland today announced the results of an investigation into the department, revealing systemic civil rights abuses and excessive force violations. Alice Barr reports. Routinely using excessive force, discrimination, and invalid search warrants. Those are just some of the scathing findings from a Justice Department review of the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. It erodes the community trust. The patterns and practices investigation stems from the death of Breonna Taylor in a botched police raid three years ago that set off fierce protests across the country and led to federal civil rights charges against four current and former officers involved. It's heartbreaking to know that everything you've been saying from day one has to be said again. The city and police department agreeing in principle to establishing a series of court-enforced reforms to address systemic failures. Attorney General Merrick Garland detailing the police department's improper use of force. Including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers and laying out findings that Louisville police have unlawfully discriminated against black people by targeting black neighborhoods more intensely and in some cases using racial slurs. These are things black people have been saying for a very long time, not just in Louisville, but nationally. It comes as the DOJ announced a review of the Memphis Police Department's use of force following the beating death of Tyree Nichols and a separate review of specialized units within law enforcement across the country. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And the Justice Department's report underscores that the vast majority of police officers are doing their best in a difficult job, noting that the Louisville Police Department had deficient training, substandard facilities and equipment, and inadequate mental health support. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Good evening, enjoying a beautiful day here in North Austin. We are live at Walnut Creek Park, where behind me you can see the Northern Walnut Creek Trail. In case you missed it last weekend, this new extension to the Northern Walnut Creek Trail has opened. This goes all the way down toward Lamar, making this trail now 4.4 miles one way. The city says this hopes to improve green space access for residents in the area. Let me show you the temperature maps because we do have a cold front moving into the area and some weather to talk about. It is very warm and muggy south of Austin's 84 in San Antonio, but temperatures are starting to drop downtown now and it's chilly in West Texas, 46 in Midland. The front now draped right through the middle of Austin, 84 south of it in San Marcos, but in the 60s, 62 even out in Mason. No rain and storms along this front, but boy, I'll tell you this north breeze up in North Austin feels wonderful. Coming up, we have a new update on the cold front's movement. How many of us will see the cool down tonight and more of us getting in on the cool air 
tomorrow, but also a better chance of storms now in your forecast. We'll talk about the weekend outlook as well. Stick around for first warning weather. All right, David, thank you very much. A new Braunfels High School teacher has been arrested and charged with having an improper relationship with a student. Police arrested 41-year-old Bryant Shepard yesterday. The school district told police that he was observed having inappropriate contact with a female student while on campus. A letter from the principal to parents says Shepard started teaching at New Braunfels High School in 2017, where he was also the girls' assistant soccer coach. A week before the Salvation Army closes its downtown Austin shelter, the organization told the Austin Public Health Committee it's still working to relocate 32 clients. The mayor and council members asked the Salvation Army to consider extending the closure date or allowing the city to use the building as a shelter until it's sold. A representative told them he would bring it up at Friday's Salvation Army board meeting in Georgia. The organization says it's been losing more than $3 million a year, four years on the shelter, which opened in 1988. Well, banks want their money. Just ahead, the banks suing the Biden administration over student loan payments. Also, the threat China poses to the U.S., what top intelligence leaders told lawmakers today, and why some Tesla owners are being told to make sure their steering wheel is actually attached to the car. SoFi Bank is suing the Biden administration to end the pause on federal student loan payments. The lawsuit asks a federal judge to overturn President Joe Biden's latest extension of the payment pause, which has been in effect for nearly three years. SoFi Bank says it's lost at least $6 million in profits due to borrowers having little incentive to refinance while payments and interest remain on hold. SoFi said the stoppage could lead to a total of $30 million in losses if it continues through August. Now, at a minimum, the lawsuit asks the judge to limit the pause to only borrowers who were eligible for Biden's cancellation plan. Time is running out for your child's school to use pandemic relief money. Congress gave schools about $180 billion in relief funding with few restrictions on how it had to be used. Only 20% had to be used to address lost learning time. Some schools gave teachers raises, some bought new technology, and some spent money on facility upgrades, including athletic fields and gyms. With new studies showing just how far kids fell behind during the pandemic, some educators say if schools have any money left, they need to focus those federal funds differently. If you have a high schooler that has gaps in their math and can't get back on track and is closed out of career opportunities, um, life income opportunities forever because they were at home in their bedroom trying to learn on Zoom for a year or so, that seems to me to be the first priority. These facilities projects, some of them won't be finished until that kid's graduated and gone. So this money, which you know, was for these kids, uh, won't actually benefit them. And the federal relief funds must be used by September 2024. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, how a mom and her son wish money was spent in their school district. Well, we're enjoying a beautiful evening here as a cooler breeze blows into North Austin. Come on by if you're in the area of Walnut Creek Park. We've met a few of the joggers and folks with their dogs out here tonight. I'll tell you, though, before the cooler breeze blew in, look at this. We again had a very warm March day hitting 82 in town. New information on the cold front coming up next in First Warning Weather. 
This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. On this International Women's Day, a new report says women in Central Texas are paid 40% less than men. That's nearly double the national pay gap of 20%. Now, this is new information in a report from the Women's Fund at Austin Community Foundation. The report also found women's labor force participation has not returned to pre-COVID numbers. Also, women tend to have more education, and the report found Travis County has the highest number of childcare deserts. You can dig into this report right now at KXAN.com. In our nation's capital, top intelligence officials are warning lawmakers about the biggest global threats. The leaders of the FBI, CIA, and National Intelligence Agency briefed lawmakers today. And as Hannah Brandt reports, most of the discussion focused on China. China dominated the Capitol Hill discussion about major global threats. The CCP represents both the leading and most consequential threat to U.S. national security and leadership globally. Top intelligence officials say the Chinese Communist Party is rapidly advancing economically, militarily, and technologically. But how well we stay ahead of and manage this competition will be fundamental to our success at navigating everything else. Not only did they talk about the threats, but also how lawmakers hope to combat them. The United States must aggressively invest in talents, tools, and research to lead in tomorrow's technologies. Intelligence Chair Mark Warner emphasized the need for the U.S. to focus on competing with China's tech capabilities. Senator Marco Rubio specifically zeroed in on why he wants to ban the Chinese-owned app TikTok. They can collect our data, manipulate information, poison the mines and feed garbage into the minds of millions of people. FBI Director Christopher Wray says those things are on the intelligence community's radar. I wholeheartedly agree that technology and economic security have become inextricably intertwined with national security. Data is the coin of the realm. Those who have the best information uh, have the power. In addition, the officials say it's important for U.S. supply chains to rely less on China. They can basically have leverage over that in a way that gives them unacceptable advantage the hearing showed clear bipartisan consensus that the U.S. needs to do more to take on China and the threat it presents. In Washington, I'm Hannah Brandt. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Hey, welcome back. We're live at Walnut Creek Park on the new trail extension as a cooler breeze blows into North Austin. Cooler breeze is something I'm personally excited about after how warm and muggy it has been lately. Even with that warm, humid weather, though, remember the worst ice storm on Austin record just five weeks ago? Well, we still have some tree debris here waiting to be cleaned up in Walnut Creek Park, as we may have in your neighborhood as well. Let me take you to the maps. We have a cool front moving into the area, which is changing the weather dramatically depending on where you live. 64 in Harper, 58 degrees right now in Richland Springs. It's kind of a tale of two counties or three counties, if you will, in the metro. 84 down south in San Marcos, but 72, more than 10 degrees cooler in nearby Cedar Park and in Leander. East of Austin, you can see the disparity between the cooler 73 up in Cameron and the warm, humid 85 degrees right now in Bastrop. The pollen count, I'll tell you, I've sneezed a couple times out here. Oak is up today. It is in the medium count. Mold also trending upward in the medium concentration as well. 
well. Mulberry now showing up on today's count. That, along with ash, grass, and a couple others, are low. This funny-looking cold front is draped across the area, and it is advancing slowly southward. Still technically a cold front, which means it's moving, as opposed to a stationary front when it stalls out. 93 degrees in Laredo, 40s and 50s, though, in northwest Texas. Check out the front's progression. If you're not feeling this cooler breeze yet, pretty good chance you will later on this evening. Over the next few hours, it continues its slowly southward moving march. Overnight tonight, we may even see some 50s, especially north of Austin, depending on how much movement we get with this front. Now, don't get used to it. By the time you wake up, or certainly thereafter tomorrow, the front backs way up. Mostly cloudy, warm and muggy, highs well into the 80s tomorrow. But here it comes for all of us. Late tomorrow night into Friday morning, the front finally gets a real kick through here, although this one is temporary as well. At least we'll get a full day on Friday, though, of cooler, less humid weather. Highs for some of us in the 60s. Now, new tonight, this is something we're going to have to keep an eye on, and we always do during the month of March. Severe storm season is underway, and we now have a slim one out of five threat of a little severe weather north of Austin. This could be expanded, though, as our models are trending a little more aggressive. Now, overnight tonight with the front, not expecting any rain, so let's cut to tomorrow. Tomorrow night, we could see some storms form as it moves into the northern hill country. Some of these could turn strong to severe late Thursday. Thursday night into Friday morning, wind damage and hail cannot be ruled out. So we'll keep you advised. By the time you get up and going on Friday, though, this is all decreasing on the radar, and we may even see a little late day sun coming back Friday afternoon. Assuming we get a few strong storms, especially north of Austin, we could have a couple one to two inch localized rain totals. More, more of us, though, getting less than a half of an inch. That's what I would bet my money on. Tonight, a briefly cooler north breeze feeling great. 60 degrees by morning. Tomorrow, it's gone 84 with sweaty conditions returning. But here it comes with temperatures dipping down to 70 on Friday after that chance of early morning storms. Don't forget to set your clocks forward an hour early Sunday morning as daylight saving time begins. The warm, humid weather this weekend, though, changes again next week with a more extended period of more seasonable, cooler weather, maybe for the kids' spring break. Well, do you know anyone with a 2023 Tesla Model Y? Just ahead, why they're going to want to check on the steering wheel. Federal safety regulators have opened an investigation into Tesla's Model Y SUV after receiving two complaints that the steering wheels can come off while driving. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the probe covers an estimated 120,000 vehicles from the 2023 model year. The agency says in both cases, the Model Ys were delivered to customers with a missing bolt that holds the wheel to the steering column. The Austin area factory makes Model Ys, but we don't know yet if the issue is connected to any specific manufacturing plants. Visitors to Ladybird Lake's hike and bike trail will soon encounter a detour as TxDOT ramps up its I-35 downtown expansion plan. TxDOT plans to use more than an acre of land at Waller Beach Park for construction staging, and that takeover is going to last about six years. Waller Beach is a 28-acre park northwest of the I-35 bridge. It's a key destination in town used by joggers, kayakers, and bikers. Now, as part of the proposal, officials said a trail detour will be needed. Also, a boat ramp to parking areas and other park amenities could be affected under the plan. For more on the proposal and what it means for residents, just look for this story over at KXAN.com. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. 
You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.